0: My name's Mel Herbert, and he's Tom Wolfson. We're going to be talking about the cars, the batteries, the solar panel, the stock price, the man, the myth. We're going to be talking about everything Tesla. Why? Because we're talking. Talking talking. 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 Talking Tesla.
1: Let's do this. Let's make it happen. Let's make Tesla history. Tom. What? It's January. It is. What did you do for the holidays? But please make it short. Nothing. Really? Yeah, I spent an inordinate amount of time uh relaxing in my home. How do you relax? What do you do? I sit around and I think about things. <laughs> uh no, I didn't do any of that. Now, we just hung out, we kicked it, we
0: we kicked it. Is that what the kids said? We say? kicked
1: back, we hung out. We didn't have my wife didn't have uh any vacation time really. So she worked most of the time, so we didn't do any car trips or Nothing. any of that stuff like that. So we just hung out, watched a couple movies, did played some Exploding Kittens. It's a good game. Or, they're not sponsoring us, but they could.
0: <laughs> uh, tell us uh, what's happening um, with the uh, car search. As uh, Let me remind people, so Tom wants to get a secondhand S. He's been looking for one. And where are we at?
1: We are still looking. We're hoping that more and more stock pops up in the new year. That was one of our plans. I've had a couple of listeners yeah. send me uh, yeah. emails. One sent me a link to a to his car, which was awesome. I responded to him and it was beautiful red car. And I really do appreciate the the gesture, but we're looking for something a little different. And another guy sent me one that was a D plus performance plus or whatever, and it was much more expensive.
0: And for the record, those two listeners was Mike Conger and Robert Fields. So thanks for uh, helping Tom out with that.
1: So I didn't so- get that one. So that's what's going on with the car search. Really nothing. We're we're looking. I think we're still we're having a little hard time with our trigger finger on some levels because it's still we're looking at probably. Seven hundred bucks a month for the next five or six years, which is not uh, not nothing.
0: All right. Well, I want to jump around then, Tom, because we made this uh, little list of the stuff we're going to cover.
1: Yeah. But I'm going to jump. Oh, of course you are. Because why wouldn't you?
0: Because uh, that's the kind of guy I am. Here it is from Tesla We love those guys. The Bolt. So they do a little review of the Bolt, not the Vault, but Bolt the with Bolt. a B. Yeah, with a B. So this is uh, Chevy's uh, fully electric EV. 200 miles range, nine hours to charge. It's uh, probably going to be smaller than the Model 3 by a little bit.
1: Nine hours to charge where?
0: On a 240 volt charger at home. That's terrible. And uh, no gas backup like the vault. This is a purely electric. Um, the screen looks pretty good. Uh, it does have CarPlay and Android Play, so that's all good. It has Wi-Fi 4G. It's pretty zippy. It goes from zero to 60 in seven seconds. It's no Tesla. It's not going to do it in four seconds or three seconds or 2.8 seconds. Unnecessary. And it's l- available in late 2016. But here you go, Tom. Here it is. It's going to be about $35,000 after incentives. So does that car get your twiddly bits twiddling?
1: It does not. I mean, it doesn't get my twiddly bits. What was the word? <laughs> Twiddling. Yes. I don't know what the hell that means, to be honest Nobody with does. you. So no, Nobody it doesn't. Does. It, it absolutely does not get my really? twiddly bits. That's such a new pocket. It's a cool car, but like I was not thrilled with G, Generation One of the Volt. Mm-hmm. I don't love Chevys. That's not. It's nothing really against. Chevy, I just, it's just, they're not for me. They haven't ever been, like, I'm not a GM car dude. It's upsetting. Why is it upsetting? Because I, how many electric cars do I need, dude? Like, seriously, the volt, the bolt's not coming out until 2017, which well, is like actually an amazing turnaround. No, it's going like, to be end of 2016. Yeah, any
0: 2016. Like, yeah, you're right. So it's really, it's going to be 2017. Right. So,
1: like, I don't, I don't have, my wife clearly does not have a year's worth of patience, like, wrapped <laughs> up
0: inside her. I'm no genius, but I'm pretty sure Tom's going to get in trouble for that last comment. Look, let's go to the Verge and a review. Like Chris Ziegler. So after several laps, many laps, uh,
1: with the bolt here um, at Chevy's tent outside Las Vegas Convention Center, I'm not car sick. Quite often when I'm on a track with a high-performance car, I make myself car sick. This isn't a high-performance car, and it's not an exciting car in that sense of the word. But it's exciting for different reasons, right? It's the first affordable high-range EV to hit the market, or will very likely be, assuming that GM makes its launch target of the end of 2016, and I think that it still can be very fun for the driver in many ways. The infotainment system is legitimately one of the better ones that I've used. The car on the road still feels fast. It's just not lightning quick. There is a sense of EV-ness to it, where when you hit the accelerator, the acceleration is instantaneous. I need a lot more time with it to be able to say it's any good. But my first impression is positive. So we'll see later this year. Hopefully we'll have a full review up before the car is actually on the road. I will tell you this. I saw the i3 in person in the mall. Yes. It's actually growing on me a little bit. Mm. Yes. I had maybe the worst experience with two straight uh, representatives, let's call them. I said, what's the connector? I said, does it have the J1772 connector? And he was like... Well, you can plug it into the wall. <laughs> like what? Hello. Uh, excuse me, has sir. It, has it got a bar? Uh, uh, are you electric car representative? Uh, so that was a little bit disconcerting, and I couldn't get in it. Like you didn't have the ability to open it. Well, what are you doing? What, weird, why are you it, doing this?
0: Yeah. Well, I've driven a, Volt, a um, I three when they first yeah. came out. Do you
1: like it? Yeah,
0: it's a nice little car. Yeah, but it's well, just got right. those weird doors. Uh, that's yeah. why. And I, I think
1: it. the Bolt looks just like it, honestly. And it's got yeah, the, but it's
0: got real doors. That was the key thing for the okay. i3. It's got this suicide door. You're going to have to open the front door to get in the back. Right. But the Bolt has real doors. Here's the other problem I have with the Bolt. All right. Um, the supercharger network. It turns out, like, if you're really going to drive long distances, yeah. that supercharger network uh, with the Tesla and the fast charging, it's kick ass. Yeah. Because the Bolt Big doesn't time. have that. Um, if I'm driving somewhere a long way, I don't want to plug in for nine hours. Nine hours
1: are ridiculous. I don't even... Under- That's much slower than... Even my car, like it's not even. Yeah. That's what does that work out to? It's like less than twenty miles it's like an hour. Tw- it's
0: twenty five miles an hour approximately. So I, I, don't I guess
1: know. that's what my car does. It's just got less range, so it doesn't take as long. Like you can't charge the thing for nine hours. Yeah. I, that's silly.
0: So let's uh, round out this little discussion. Okay. Then um, the Model Three. Yeah. It is now official. They're unveiling it in March.
1: I can't wait to get my invitation.
0: And they say that they're going to do pre-orders in March.
1: I can't wait to get my invitation.
0: And they're going to do production in 2017. It will be 2018. (laughs) And so you're (laughs) not getting a Model Three either, because you can't. I don't think so. I mean,
1: it could maybe the Model Three will replace the Rav at that
0: point. Okay, let's uh, get back. To uh, where we're supposed to be going. the SpaceX Which is launch. where? The SpaceX launch. Oh,
1: my God. That was amazing. So we, launch and landing. Let's call it launch and landing.
0: Yep. So the first successful launch and landing of a first-stage rocket that went into orbit. And so uh, I just sort of threw a little bit of audio in there for the last one because it was going off to the manufacturers. Yeah, that was cool. Um, and let me do a couple of quotes here about the significance of this flight. First of all, from spaceflight. Now.com. Former NASA administrator Mike Griffith said this further, the demonstration of supersonic retrograde propulsion, restarting the engine in supersonic flight and using it to fly back home, is important to the future attempts to land large, heavy payloads onto Mars. This was a marvelous test flight, the first step along an important road. And John Logsden, a space historian, said this the successful landing could be very significant. Could be very significant. And the conditional is because we have yet to see what's required to refurbish and l- relaunch this stage. It is an important first step. You can't relaunch until you recover. So showing you can recover is a big deal. The importance of this is Elon has said it's like $60 million to, Huge make, deal. to make that first stage. Right. And it's analogous to saying... Every time I fly my 747 to New York, I take the 747 and I trash it. Then I fly another one back home. If you can reuse the 747, of course the cost of that flight is going to go way down. Way so he's down. saying that uh, because I can now reuse the $60 million part. Theoretically. Um, then it's going to be really cheap. But you're right because other people have said, well, let's wait and see to how much money you have to put in right. to really refurbish it to fill right. it back up. Um, because he's saying that there's maybe going to be a next reduction in cost by a hundredfold. Other people are saying... Let's wait and see, Elon. Right,
1: because there's things. There's a lot of firsts in engineering you know, that, that have happened with this rocket. No one has ever done this. So it's really the first time that anybody's ever been like, everybody's been like, let's try to reuse a rocket. But it's the first time anybody's ever had a rocket to look at to try to reuse, right? NASA do, did it with those external tanks, but those were tanks. They weren't rockets. Totally different situation. Yes, They they don't think that they're going to be able to salvage all of the engines. They don't think they're going to be able to salvage. Salvage the center engine, which was the main landing engine. Mm. For whatever reason, I don't know if it's because of stressors on it. It, it. You know, I've read varying things about it. So it's, but it's a fascinating feat of engineering. And one thing I did read that I think is actually pretty interesting is: so let's say you're now the engineer and you're in charge of like refurbishing this thing, and you yep. see wear points yep. right in certain specific places. Uh-huh. All you have to do is focus your engineering on over-engineering those wear points. And those become less wear points in the next iteration oh, I see of it, what you're right? So, so you can say take an area that has an O ring, and if the O ring's kind of a little eh or whatever it is, the seat's a little eh, then you just over engineer that part to hold up to the additional stresses of multiple launches or whatever. And even they think that maybe the best case scenario is eight or nine uses, which is still a lot. A lot I of- mean, that's a big, big, All big, right. big difference. So uh, those things are cool. I think it's amazing. Now, did you know this particular rocket is not going to fly again?
0: No. Are they just going to cut it up and
1: No, this particular it? rocket, because they call it um, this has been – it's like a it's a historical sort of rocket.
0: Right? Oh, no, yeah. Nothing's the first ever one happened, ever right? right. Yeah. First
1: one to ever do it. So this particular booster, my guess is – Smithsonian Air and Space, here we come, and it'll be up in there, and that'll be a nice sort of advertising for SpaceX because it's got the logo on the side of it. But they're not going to fly this rocket. They are going to test fire it. They're going to refurbish it, put it on a launch, put it on a a pad, and refire it it to see, you know, can it refire? (laughs) That would be terrible. They're not going to look good at this. Abort, abort, abort. Sorry.
0: Uh, There's another thing going on here, uh, Tom, and it's a little, um, it's funny. So you've got your Jeff Bezos, Uh and he's got uh, his little uh, group, and they're called, uh, what are they called?
1: Blue Blue Origin. Origin.
0: And they fired a rocket up into the air, and then they landed it. Uh And um, And now
1: they're all bent out of shape in their underpants.
0: And uh, there's a little peeing match between Elon and him, and so Bezos tweets out, Oh, welcome to the club, you re-landed your rocket. And then Elon's like, "Yeah, we're the first people to send it into space and reland yeah. it, big fella." So there's a little bit of a ping match there. I kind of like it. It's kind of like the Cold War. It's cute, but without all the Cuban Missile Crisis stuff, right. and it's between two private companies. The Cold Go War for at it, boys. The,
1: Go at it. The Cold War for billionaire babies. Get over it. Yeah, babies. They're babies. They're both being babies about it. I mean, it's cool. It's awesome. But like, let's all let's lift all the boats up. Let's not be petty about it. Let's just do I, our I thing. I just
0: like it when people fight yeah, and have no, billions I know of dollars do, and they're yeah. in competition. Right. Yeah. Mm, it's it's cute. Cool. It's
1: cute. I mean, you know, I mean, Elon could be like, hey, Jeff, why don't you have a company that makes money? I mean, whatever.
0: <gasps> But he doesn't do that, <laughs> damn. Okay. I mean, come on, seriously, shut up. Amazon is the greatest company in the world. That doesn't make money. That I, I don't care. <laughs> I never have to leave home to get my stuff. Jeff's like, we'll just
1: keep building new stuff. And new. although I did, I found the best use for Amazon Prime now. Do you use Prime now ever? Prime Now. Prime Now is like the two-hour delivery window part of Amazon. It's its yeah. own app. Oh I've my ne- god, never used I've used it. it a couple of times. It's like Amazon Fresh, yes, but better. Uh huh. So I was home all week, sick, yes. and I just and my cat was like
0: meow meow meow,
1: and I had no cat food, and I didn't even have like a can of tuna in there to open up for him. So I was like wonder if, yeah, cat food. Yeah, so I clicked on cat food, and I got all this stuff. I got a couple boxes of tissues and cat foods. Two hours later, Amazon Prime driver, ding dong, bags of stuff. It's pouring rain. I didn't have to leave my house. It was the best ever. There's a That's little amazing. map on the phone. You can be like, your order is now left, and you can see where the factor. It's like where the Uber of- you can see where the warehouse is, right, where the warehouse is in, and then you could watch the little dot, and I could see, and it was pouring rain, and I could see which way the driver went, and I was like, oh, he shouldn't have gone that way, and sure enough, because my streets flood, sure enough, like, I watched him turn back around and go the other direction. How do
0: I not know about this? I don't know, because you live in a hole. Yeah, but that's why I should know, better, <laughs> because if you live in a hole, you need So it's this. like a
1: limited offering. They have frozen foods, prepared foods, fresh wow. produce. They have electronics. They have beach stuff. They have winter stuff. So it's actually... Actually, it's pretty cool. I got, so let me give you my shopping list. I got some honey because I needed tea. Oh,
0: yeah. Sick. I got got honey.
1: I got some Pop Tarts because (laughs) I needed
0: some Pop Tarts.
1: I got a couple boxes of tissues because I was all drippity drippity. And I got the cat food. Everybody was happy. It was awesome. What's it called again? Uh, Amazon Prime
0: Now. Let me get. This an app. Is, this is another rat hole. But just a quick aside. Amazon basically makes no, everything no money, even though it delivers everything. Uh-huh. Here's what's going to happen. Uh-huh. Every store in the United States is going to go broke. Uh-huh. Every mall. Uh-huh. And then Bezos is going to say, "I told you." And they're going to make a trillion dollars after they all close. Yeah.
1: No. Eventually, all all Bezos has to do. He's got two knobs in his office. One says spend money, <laughs> yes. and one says don't spend money. And he he keeps the spend money one. It's open all the way, right? It's open all the way. And that's where all the revenue goes, right? The potential profits Mm -hmm. into the spend money. I'm going to build rockets and I'm going to build... Uh, I don't know server farms and satellites and and I'm gonna do all this other stuff and all he has if he turns that off the other one is just gonna it's gonna oh it's gonna explode <laughs> with money there's gonna be so there's so much potential profit there even if his margins are two or three percent two or three percent of selling everything we buy in America is a lot of money it's a lot of sense yeah it's exciting
0: it's even changed it's changed everybody I know are we talking Amazon now is yeah, that what's no, happening? Wow. <laughs> Talking Amazon. That's our new show. I <laughs> just want to say that over the holiday period, yeah, people who were very traditional go to the mall. People, uh huh, not go to the mall. Malls, hell, you stay home. You get Amazon. All right, um, let's talk folding seats, Tom. So as you uh, uh, remember, folding, folding seats? seats. Yeah, the, but in, in what context? Because some cars don't have
1: folding seats. <laughs> wow,
0: well, you're a little. <laughs> So the Model X, uh, I configured my Model X. Uh I was, you know, get it for the wife. And then she goes, I'm not so sure about this Model X. I'm really worried about uh, those seats. And uh, so uh, why don't you uh, get that X and uh, then we'll talk about uh, whether um, I want to keep it or you're going to keep it. And the problem with that is, Thomasina, I just got my second email saying configure your second X. So I got an X. I was number 3,400 something. Mm -hmm. So I configured that. I'm getting that one for sure. But Mm -hmm. then, like... I'm also 17000 on the list. I put another deposit down for another one, thinking what's going to happen is again, I'm going to get my X. We're going to drive around, and we uh-huh. really like it. Then I'll get a second X, and I'll get rid of the S, right? Yeah. You following this? Uh-huh. But I expected there'd be like six months between having to configure, and then like saying, configure your other one, number yeah. 17000 right now. What do I do?
1: You I know, can't I buy two it's cars I've never seen before. I, I believe it's because people are canceling.
0: They're not canceling that many.
1: They're not canceling that money, but there must be a reason behind it, right? Either they're trying to shore up their logistics to see like what – maybe what they're trying to do is see is whatever percentage of cancellations they're getting now carrying over. I still think at the end of the day, no matter how much people want these things, there's a very small subset of human beings that are willing to drop $100,000 on something they've never driven, seen, touched – Felt any of the,
0: the senses, <laughs> yeah. smelled well. I'm one of those, I will do it once, but I'm not getting too right. Hard. Yeah, like so. I don't know what to do, I'm although gonna... maybe you should. And
1: then if you really don't like the first one, you know, I don't know, give it maybe time. it's like a gift. Give I don't, I don't
0: know. Like, I've time. done
1: a lot of things for you.
0: So, this folding I'll seat thing, i give you you've my Rav,
1: th- you can give it to Micah. <laughs> uh,
0: so because of that folding seat thing, you've got a thing in here about uh, some yeah, so, canceling because of that. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, I've been looking on that model X tracker thing that we talk about every once in a while where people talk about the Model X Tracker and it shows deliveries and it shows orders and it shows reservations and all that stuff. So on the Model X Tracker, there's a new slot that says canceled, right? And there have been 24 cancellations on that list. And there's on the very far right column, there's a place for reasons, right? And if you rock your little cursor over those reasons a thing will pop up three out of the there's only four people who have put a note in as to why okay three out of the four 100 percent folding seats no folding seat i'm not buying it that was like three out of the four of the ones that were notes the fourth one was a signature and he canceled he or she sorry canceled because they didn't want the P90D version. They just wanted to get like a standard. They didn't want to have to go full blown, which is what all the SIGs are. So. so
0: we don't know how many people are canceling and we don't know how many people who cancel do it because of the folding seat. But clearly the folding seat is an issue for a number of people. We have empiric evidence to that. Fact. Right. There's,
1: it's, it's an issue for a number of people. It's an issue for
0: you on it's a lot a, of levels, right, because that's the reason your wife is exactly. sort of hesitant. So And these three people, it was their reason. So I get it. Until we see this thing. Right. People are gonna be like, it's uh, a lot of money for us, then I'm not sure I'm gonna like the back seat. Right. And, the middle and, seat. and my
1: guess is if they're getting that kind of feedback in large numbers, we if we see
0: a, a folding
1: seat a folding seat, we will know that they have heard from a lot more people. <laughs>
0: They've heard from Tom. X model two folding seat. Yeah, it could just be honestly like it
1: could it's that car. Obviously, you know they're customizable. They've built four or five hundred of them. They've delivered half of those. Like they could get a new seat. There's probably somebody working on a folding seat right now. To be completely I frank, think with Elon you. Elon is staying
0: up late <laughs> oh, doing that. As we, I'm thinking
1: Elon's probably pissed off at that guy every time he walks by his office. He's like, God, why do I have to hire Johnny folding seats? I like those seats. Stupid Americans, <laughs> Johnny
0: folding seats. <laughs> It's not his name. All right, let's keep moving It might here. be. We've got a lot you to get through, know. Tom, I and know. we've really been talking for a long time. Yeah, uh, but you
1: can cut that whole Amazon thing out.
0: That's so. true. <laughs> that's that that is is not are. any
1: part of the show. So.
0: Okay, the Supercharger Nightmare at the Tejon Rants. Here's what's happened.
1: Yeah.
0: It's December 26th here in the United States, just north of Los Angeles, about... 40, 50 miles, is the Tahone Ranch Supercharger. There is a big mountain range that's uh, outside LA. So, Or as you're coming into LA, there's a big mountain range. It's both. It's both. In and
1: out. It does. It's it, only: it's, a, it's not just a one-way mountain range.
0: So they're very smart to put a supercharger at the bottom of that mountain range. So if yeah. you're coming into LA and then they've got the big mountain, you're like, I'm not sure I'll get enough charge to get all the way home. Yeah. Pop into the Tahone Ranch, give it a good charge. Yeah. Zip up. So there. How many
1: slots are at Tahone? Do we know? I think it's six. You and I have been eight? there a
0: number of times. I think it's about eight. And uh, so here was the perfect storm that occurred. There were waiting times of over an hour and a half for that supercharger. On that date only. On that date. Because they said there was lots of diversions because there was lots of raining and other things going on. And so almost everybody was going up the five freeway. Right. There was lots of wind. It was extraordinarily low temperature of this part of the world. And all of that together meant that everybody was going to the supercharger to get a little extra juice and huge delays. And now, a lot of
1: people traveling that don't normally oh yeah, travel, big, right, because it's a holiday, big, right? Travel big travel day. Big, travel day.
0: So it turned into a multi-hour wait for some people nightmare. Um, and this is my greatest fear, is as we get more and more of these Teslas, yeah. um, I do not want to wait an hour and a half to fill up my uh, Tesla. No, you don't want to wait it. an
1: hour and a half to wait an hour to fill up your <laughs> <Exactly>. Tesla. <laughs> I do not want to wait
0: to wait. Yeah. And so uh, this is very concerning. Now, they've already said, Tesla has come out and said, yes, uh, this was a perfect storm of badness. We're going to put a bunch more stalls at that particular place if this happens again. And
1: also what they'll probably do is they'll do some more of those temporary ones during what they feel will be high traffic. Like, my guess is, we talked about this, I think, a little bit. They could put, like, a supercharger network kind of on a semi Mm -hmm. and bring it to a place where they already have the electrical infrastructure in place, figure out some way to plug it in, and then you have a bunch of extra sort of superchargers available in, like, high traffic areas at high peak times. God, I should work for Tesla. I don't know. What am I doing?
0: I don't know. Um, You sort of do work for Tesla for free right now.
1: No, I work for you for free.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the good thing is that they sent out a representative and they gave out free coffee and they said, we're sorry. Yeah, you think
1: that would have made you feel good? Do you like coffee, Mel?
0: Uh, I hate coffee, but I would have liked, at least they're here, they're listening, they can see this is a problem. So I like that. But um, let's go further then. I
1: wish I would have known it was happening because, oh, my God, we could have got some amazing tape up there. Oh, my
0: gosh. I wasn't (laughs) in the country, but it would have been really cool. (laughs) That would have been incredible. So let's talk about um, Superchargers? Superchargers, Tom, and the incredible exploding car. So I don't know
1: if you people saw this photo. There was a Tesla at a Supercharger. I hear it was one of those temporary superchargers, right? Which right. we took we some pictures of. yes. And then uh, the guy plugged it in and then probably went and grabbed some evil skeevers or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> evil
0: skeivers, They're good.
1: It was in Norway. <laughs> Isn't that a Norwegian <laughs> thing? It's, I don't know. I have but no I idea. Do, I do like a good evil skeever. <laughs> All I know is the word evil skeever is funny, so I'm just going to go with it. Um, so the guy went and grabbed himself some evil Skevers and probably like a cup of tea. And uh, when he came back, his car had melted. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. And it turns out, uh I don't know, they don't know exactly what happened, but when the fire department showed up, they were like, "Oh, this car's on fire, Let's pour water on it. That is apparently not a good thing to do with a battery that made it uh hotter <laughs> as it would be. <laughs> this hot. car is seriously melted, and I did a search on the internet for car fires right and yes. and you look at all these car fires and and they're burned to a crisp, but they're not melted." This Tesla was melted to the ground. Like you could see, like melted aluminum door panels. Find this picture. We'll put the the link up on the show notes. It was. Oh melted. my god! It's amazing, spectacular.
0: It was like uh, fairy floss. What do you call it here? I don't know what the what hell that fairy means. floss in this country called. Cotton candy. Cotton oh, head. cotton candy. It was like yeah, somebody had a cotton candy <laughs> carrot and poured water on it. It's like wow. Yeah.
1: It was amazing. And then they ended up, you know, they, they were like, oh, that was a bad idea. Let's put some foam on it. It's an electrical fire. And they put it out. And uh, I think that guy needs a new Tesla.
0: Yeah, I think so. And so I, a-
1: And Tesla needs a new supercharger because that thing got burned to <laughs> a crisp.
0: We actually talked about this on the last episode where we were talking about the safety of these batteries. And this is why we theoretically we could yeah. charge this thing in five minutes and we could get a thousand miles. And we don't do that no, because of exactly no, this. No, don't, don't
1: take the safeties off my car. I'm not, I'm last, not interested.
0: Last episode we said take them off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in this yeah. episode, we're like, no, no. no there's a reason. Put some moron. I don't want to. I don't want to melt, dude.
0: You know, another one that the things we were talking about was that the way the battery is encased, it's encased in stuff that's very flammable. Yeah. Oh, it's flammable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It turns out it's it's all it's muy flammabilo. <laughs> like I don't know. Like it looks like it's weird because I bet the fire must have started like, in the battery and just sort of radiated out. Yeah. It didn't explode, but it got
0: hot. God damn. So they are investigating and we'll see. Obviously, yeah. this a one-off occurrence is a one-off occurrence, not yeah. a big deal. You get a couple more of these, people are going to be like, hang on a second, it's going to get investigated. But it's yeah, also but- important to remember that other people have said there are people who are filling up their car, and there are car fires uh, quite, not, I shouldn't say frequently, but there are uncommon but very well uh, described fires at gas stations in un- under very similar circumstances yeah. i went to get my evil skeebas <laughs> in my gas car and i exactly. came back and my cars on fire so it happens yeah. it turns out that energy is flammable in various forms yeah. i hope that this is not a a manufacturing issue i hope this is it's just a not one-off.
1: it's not it's gonna just be like something weird happened like one weird computer glitch or whatever it is and cars catch on fire again I googled car fire there was not one photo for me to reference (laughs) there were hundreds of thousands of pages of car fire photos including like giant freeway hundred cars on fire kind of situations right there have been other Teslas that caught on fire if they're not attached to a supercharger they tend to not melt (laughs) Um, but you know and they have like normal car fire things but you know again a car fire is not a car explosion. You can get out of a car. You're like, oh, something's on fire. I should get out.
0: <laughs> is that what you do?
1: Yeah. That's I mean, I think saying? that's like a normal thing. Like if you're in your house, something's on fire. You're like, oh, I'm going to try to put it out. I was unsuccessful. Now I'm going to leave and not die.
0: I want to die with my Tesla. I love it that much. That's good. I'm staying with you, Tesla.
1: Hey, Micah. <laughs> Listen to, are you listening to this crazy person? You're going to get the
0: whole kingdom, buddy, because he's going to be like, I'm not leaving the Tesla. <laughs> All right, let's uh, talk Hyperloop. Um, Hyperloop is happening. Hyperloop is happening. Here is some audio from the Hyperloop site. Hyperloop's a fifth mode of transport. We're building a full-length tube between any two destinations, and then we'll send things really, really fast. Through. Hyperloop's going to allow people to travel from Los Angeles to San Francisco in 30 minutes. Our target pod speed is around 750 miles per hour. It's going to bring the world closer together. Live anywhere, work anywhere, and be anywhere. Change the way that people interact with other people. Here at Hyperloop, we're all about speed. We build things faster than any other team does in the world. This is what engineers are designed to do, push the boundaries. When you get this many smart people together in a room, great things come out of it. And it's not in some large timeline. This is a reality. We're talking about having full-scale test loops. The reality is here in downtown Los Angeles. Hyperloop is here. Hyperloop is here. Hyperloop is here. Hyperloop is here. Which Hyperloop Uh, site? HPT or HTT? Uh, This is the one in L.A.? <laughs> Hyperloop, it's called Hyperloop Technology um, They're in LA And uh, they're moving along And there are some pictures, again We'll put up uh, uh, some on our website Of actual tubes Yeah, They've made tubes and it looks like by the end of this year, they're going to be having a prototype that's going to get up to 700 miles an hour. Yeah. Boom. What an interesting
1: wait. thing that I noticed about those tubes. So, in all of the pictures and renderings we've seen, they're like these space age glass tubes like and pods, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that you could see out of while you're going 700 mm-hmm. miles an hour. Uh, That's not what they're gonna. They look like an oil pipeline too. They are dark, dark, dark. It is amazing. Look,
0: it's a prototype. Yeah, it's just. a It's cool. Yeah,
1: they're moving forward with it. That uh, that community up in Fresno is moving forward with it. You know what's gonna be fascinating is where is the like the X point where Hyperloop meets the California Rail Authority, and they go, well, we should probably stop doing this. Like, is there? Do you think? that the technology is going to happen fast enough to avoid that $70 billion taxpayer boondoggle. Because what's going to be really funny is if there's a high-speed train and right next to it is a Hyperloop track, going much, much farther fast, much faster.
0: I uh, feel very confident. That the California government is going to be so slow in getting this uh, ridiculously expensive trade done that they will stop and go, oh, my God, the Hyperloop is way better and faster.
1: What's the the time frame? Okay, uh, high-speed trains have been around for decades, and we've had the money for 10 years, and we still haven't built a test track. Elon thought about Hyperloop two years ago, and they're building it. I know. It's amazing. Like, that's the difference between what – governments do and what private companies can do.
0: In another uh, article about Hyperloop, there is a guy that said this.
1: Shervin Pishivar knows a thing or two about disruptive tech. He was one of the first to invest in Uber and is a board member of Hyperloop Technologies.
0: The proof point
1: was when in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, they actually, you know, for the first time achieved human flight uh, in an airplane. For us, our Kitty Hawk moment is uh, building our test track, three mile test track, and doing that by the end of 2016 and hitting over 700 miles per hour with, with our system. And Peshavar says Hyperloop won't be limited to just
0: moving people.
1: The top 15, one, 5 cargo ships in the world pollute the world more than all the cars in the world combined. That's a billion cars. Um, and so you have a, a cleaner, uh, more efficient, and, and less
0: expensive solution. And he just said that uh, <laughs> the 15 biggest cargo ships pollute more than all the car, world's cars.
1: That's a lot. But those guys those things have big engines and they also carry hundred thousand cars
0: I, at a time. This is just sort of a preview. I'm actually got this guy via email and I'm gonna do an interview with him. But I sort of did a quick fact check and the quick fact check says, Yeah, the top fifteen cargo fifteen cargo ships yeah. pollute more than a billion cars. That brings up lots of questions about Oh my god what are they burning how often are they burning i've got so many questions electric cruise ships neck. or electric cargo ships that's what we need
1: how big of a battery would that take uh it'll be large what kind of a factory would you need to build a battery for a cruise ship so a giga factory builds batteries for cars is it a, a it's a, a cluma giga what what is like the what's the a, next thing it's a penta a penta factory that'd be sweet
0: so I'm going to jump forward here, we're going to talk about Faraday Future. So we've been hearing about this company for like 18 months. They're some sort of company. They stole some Tesla dudes. They're chi- mostly backed by a large Chinese company. Actually, apparently the Chinese Amazon equivalent. And um, they're, Alibaba? They're, yeah, something like that. And They have a billion dollars from these dudes that they're going to build a Las Vegas production facility. And they came out at CS and showed their car. And people have been waiting to see this concept car. The concept car looks like Batmobile.
1: Silly. Uh, You know what? People get on me for being all ranty about (laughs) that I don't like. I don't like it. It was stupid. I think it sets the whole electric car program back. Wow. Because, like... Everybody's been excited that another company's a big company with a lot of money behind it, a new company with a new way of thinking about cars, was getting into the market to compete with Tesla, to push Tesla, to drive Tesla. We all know that competition makes everybody better, right? But then they show up at freaking CES with the Batmobile with one seat <laughs> in it, and it's just it's ridiculous. Like, show us your car. If you have a car, show us the car. You know, like, the modularity, like, there's a video on their website that shows the modularity of their chassis, which I think is actually amazing. So, like, you know, a lot of car companies build chassis and put several different models on top of that same chassis. Faraday is doing the same kind of thing, so they can put a crossover, they can take it, make it longer, make it shorter. And I think that aspect of it is genius, but, like, let's not treat everything like it's the Iron Man freaking movie. Like, let's make a freaking car. Show us the car. You have a car. We know you do. You've been testing it for
0: safety and all these other things. W- what are you waiting for? This was your chance. Wow, you really upset at him. So what you're saying is that this concept car, well, actually, the guy himself said at one of the interviews, oh, the car we actually ships not going to look really much like this. So well, right. what's the what's point? Why did you us wait? Right. Why all the hype? Right. And actually, um, uh, Matt Burns, who was interviewing, was... Kind of doing a little tom on him. He's like, Really, guys, oh, you're saying this is the most miraculous brand new car in the world? And really what you're doing here is the same as what everybody else is doing, and you just overhyped it, so right, I'm you're a little, laying, I'm a little angry at you. Yeah, right. Just like but, Tom's and angry. like
1: I'm saying, like the interviewer was a bit of a jerk, but I don't think it was completely unwarranted because the company made a strategic choice. When you make a choice to do something and another person has an opinion about that being a bad idea, then, then you're going to have to deal with the consequences of that. And that's what he did. He had no answers. The The guy asked him, this is a basic question. When will it go on sale? The answer that that guy gave, this is a direct quote, depends on your definition of a sale. What the hell? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? And th- so we'll deliver in two years, but we might start selling it before that. So it's the Tesla model of obviously the reservation and and the whole thing. Wouldn't share the range. They have again, there's a great video on the website where it talks about the battery. The batteries are built like modular so they can kind of attach same as as Tesla's doing for safety and all kinds of thing. But again, like they're they have such amazing I would have much rather them come to CES with just the chassis in three different configurations. Right. And shown physically that you can take the same components and make four different cars out of it. Like this will fit a truck. This will fit a thing. I don't even care if you make one and put a Volkswagen like Beetle on top of it, whatever it is. Like, let's just show what you're doing instead of like the stupid single seater. It's ridiculous, in my opinion. Right. Well, as as you can hear.
0: We have two minutes left before I have to go on to my call. What? So we're going to let you finish off. Do you have a fun fact or anything? I don't maybe?
1: have a fun fact, but I do have the VW solution. The, oh, you yes. heard about the Elon VW solution. Know, I think it's a good to place talk about to this. end.
0: It's a good place to end. Yeah, why? Why? Because it was your idea. It was my idea. And again, I will say,
1: why am I not working for Elon? <laughs> What is happening? So he came out with a group of other very smart thinking people with like a six-point thing. Don't have Volkswagen fix the cars, which I didn't really – didn't want Volkswagen to not fix the cars. So that part of it is a little bit of a tweak. but. To make the fines go towards building out infrastructure, building another version of electric cars, make Volkswagen be serious about fixing the problem because they are not on board at this point with the electric car revolution. So let's let's bring them into the electric car revolution. And Elon, a couple weeks after I said it, I'm, apparently he's listening to the podcast, apparently. came up with this thing and and because, I mean, it wasn't just Elon, it was a bunch of people, but but still, like, it, that was a big part of it.
0: Yeah, it was like 100 clean energy CEOs who said, rather than have all of these fines and retrofitting all these cars, which in the end are a small percentage of the number of cars on the road, yeah. take this $20 billion – And build electric cars and infrastructure. And uh, I think it's a brilliant idea. Do you think it's going to happen, though, Thomas?
1: I don't know. I mean, I think that Volkswagen, well, they already came up with the solution. So my guess is probably not. But there's still going to be fines. And California, the regulators, can still decide how those fines are used, right? They could take 100% of those fines, build a public charging infrastructure, uh, side by side of the superchargers, Up and down the coast Not the same thing Because obviously the cars Don't take the same charge But it's something You know what I'm saying Like a little more infrastructure To move the thing forward We don't have time To talk about the power walls So we'll hold it for next week Yes It'll be a teaser The power wall
0: is coming dun, dun, Thank you Thomas It was a good oh, time Thank you Micah Mike, He was uh, doing our switching For our video is. Which is a very poorly thought through you idea You people will never see <laughs> Any never. of that uh, but we are working on the concept of making more visuals available for right. uh, uh, the podcast. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, his name is Tom Wolfson. That is true. My name is Mel Hooper. That is also true. This is Talking Tesla. That is true as well. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Why? Because we're talking.
1: Talking. 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 Talking.
0: Talking. Talking. Tokyo. Talking Tesla. <laughs>